The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome into The Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. I'm Stephanie. And this is Heidi, and we're here for our first Tuesday of the month, which is our Paranormal Smorgasbord. Yahoo! Yay! Which is a mishmash of all topics that we can, whatever. Doesn't really even have to be paranormal, honestly. It's just kind of a smorgasbord of topics, I think. Yeah. You know? Although typically we roll around in the paranormal. I know. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> we do for sure. Well, that's, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, oh my gosh. How are you? Uh, much better than last good. week. <laughs> so good. we're good. good here. How about you? Yeah, I'm good too. It was a wonderful day here in the land of 10,000 lakes. Beautiful. We finally have some warm weather after a very cold weekend. I was up at the falls on the border and it was like 20 below or something. <laughs> it was cold. I got to say. It was cold. But, you know, um, which not unusual for February. This what we have now is unusual. This yeah, 30s and even up into 40, I think tomorrow or something. So that's what's unusual is yeah. not the cold weather; it's the warm weather. And it's supposed to be that way for a while, like 10 to 14 days or something. So we have to bask in it now. Well, because, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's all for not good reasons. I think you know we I don't want so this too. warm weather here this time of year, but. It would be nice to get rid of some of the snow. I mean, it's hard to drive. You can't see around the snow piles. It's true. And then we have these, you know, ice on the roofs because it snowed so much. You know what I mean? So it'd be nice to get rid of all of that and have that melted and wonderful. And, you know, before the next round of snow comes. (laughs) Right. As you know, we're going to get more. Absolutely. We're not done yet. No, we're not done yet. Not by a lot. I mean, you know, April, sometimes we get 20 inches of snow, for heaven's sakes. So it's just playing with us. But, you know, yeah. whatever. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be outside tomorrow when I can. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Me too. Me too. So what's shaking? What you been doing? Well, let's see here. I mean, I it was a crazy week last week because, you know, yeah. last Tuesday we had our show and I wasn't feeling great. But I did the show, and then uh, soon after that, I lost my voice. Um, I was able to get through Wednesday. I did remote sessions from work or for work, mm-hmm. and uh, finished up my tarot 101 class, which that is so much fun. I'm telling you, if you guys, whoever's listening, if you don't think you would like tarot, you probably would, because you maybe just don't understand it. 
tarot is fun and tarot it's so fun. interesting it how is. it lines up with your life and your life story. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we were finishing up our last class, Tarot 101 class that I was teaching. It was great. But I was getting pretty crackly. My voice was getting pretty crackly by the end of the evening. And man, I lost my voice big time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's finally coming back. I was able to teach a Reiki class on Saturday, even though I think I would compare myself to a walrus. I know I was <laughs> looking up uh, videos on what a walrus sounds like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that sounds like me <laughs> right now. It was it was awful. I mean, it's funny and not funny at the same time. Um, so, but I made it through it and it was, it was good. It was fun. It's so much fun teaching that, uh, teaching anything really. I just, yeah, I enjoy it. So. Well, awesome. So you're on the road to recovery. And then yeah. And um, we went to the, I just got to say, so we went to the St. Paul Winter Carnival on Saturday night, you know, for the Torchlight Parade. And then the ultimate overthrow of King Boreas, who's the king of winter, right? By Volcanics Rest. It was so fun. You know, can I just say, it's just so dramatic. It is every year. It's like so fun. It's just, I can't even say it enough, but we got a super spot. You know, we kind of squeezed our way in and we're like right in front of the library. So we had, you know, first class view of the whole thing, you know, and it's just the tug of war, which is, you know, just like the seasons, right? The tug of like right now, right? But then of course the warmth wins. Can't, you know, the king Balkan King wins, you know, but yeah, just and the people cheer and, you know, it's just so exciting. It really is. It's just fun every year. <laughs> We've been doing this for a thousand years and we'll do it for another thousand years, you know, not really, but um, so fun. So that was the fun part of the weekend. But yeah, so cool beans. So here we are. And bulk has passed, which happened last week, too. Yep. Um, so and now we're on to wow. Next week on our show day is Valentine's Day. It is. Oh, I know. My, and we have our astrologer is going to be on. Triana Elan's going to be on. So that's kind of cool, right? It is. It is cool. It'll be interesting to see what she has to say for this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I found my notes from that she talked about last time. So, because I think it'll be fun to tell her, well, this is what you said. And this is really what happened. I mean, you know, she was pretty spot on. So, yep. yeah, I think it'll be a super fun show. But otherwise, so it's the Paranormal Smorgasbord. What do you want to talk about? What's your first step? Well, I had um, a video that I wanted to post to the chat room. And it's a video. Let me see if I can find it here quick. Um, It's a video from Utah. And a couple of guys filmed what they say is uh, Bigfoot. Oh, is that the Canadian one? No, uh, Utah. Oh, okay. This is from January 24th. Well, that's when the article was printed. So, I mean, it's not that old. Um, It's not like I dug something out of the archives. So I'm going to put this into the chat room. Um, But it's pretty interesting um, footage. You know, it looks like whatever they're viewing, they posted on TikTok. So you might, if you don't have TikTok, I don't have TikTok. So it takes me forever to like load up a video that's in a website, you know, to watch this video. But Mm -hmm. they... They posted it and it looks like it's pretty far away and it's substantial in size. So I don't know if it's a guy wearing like a ghillie suit, you know, because there's Mm -hmm. no definition, right? Mm -hmm. You know, or what it is. But I mean, it's still interesting 
And it kind of has a vibe like that could be a Bigfoot. You know, so anyway, I thought it was interesting. I just came across it. Uh, let's see here. Let's see I don't know. It was probably a week ago. Yeah, because I found one today, too. I was looking around to see what was up in Paranormal News, and I found one from up in Canada um, that I had never seen before. And it could be, you know, maybe people have seen it. I had not. So, And it was just from last month. So I'll put the link to that, too, and we can discuss both. Okay, so I'm watching this one. It's it hasn't it hasn't been on yet. <laughs> I know <laughs> they're talking takes a while about it, I guess. So oh we'll yeah, they do talk, talk about, about it for a minute. minute. Yeah, so the one that I found in Canada. Here, let me get that link out here. Um, they had um, they were in a lake. You know, they were in a boat in the lake, and um, it's it's pretty cool too, actually. Um, Let's see if we can get it on here, too, so I can put that on here. All right, what is this going on? Hmm. Okay, do you want to sing while you're looking for it, or <laughs> like we can't just? Oh, have you want me to no sing? Talking. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm, you don't. I don't me. want you to sing. I don't want to sing either. But uh, like us waiting for our. Oh, I know. Waiting for it to watch. Work. Yeah. Um. I just. I think it's cool though how there's some new new videos you know sometimes it's hard to get new content when it comes to bigfoot i mean there's always new stuff but it's you know the videos i mean with everybody having a camera on them at all times it seems odd that we don't have more videos with how many sightings there seem to be but Mm -hmm. i get it you know if if i saw bigfoot i'd probably stop and stare and point i think of all the things that i should have taken pictures of and i didn't so i can't say that i would be the first one to whip a camera out if i saw what i thought was bigfoot because clearly there's other things i should have taken pictures of and i didn't back in the day so anyway i don't know but it's cool to see like some of these videos when they come up up it's kind of up in the trees it looks like huh which one the one that you're that you just put in there well it's kind of in a mountainy area like a yeah. But there's trees and stuff there, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's pretty you can see like a full figure. It's not hidden or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't So I thought I it was kinda interesting them. because I'm like, well this this isn't, you know, I wonder where it is. It's behind shrubs you can't see it kind of video. Right. This is like it's right there. It's just far away, but it's still pretty big, I think. And that's what they were saying in the video too, if you actually watch it and listen to it, which you know, we can't yeah, do it right it. now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's it's interesting listening to him because he's like, this is not close. It's pretty far away and it's still substantial in size. So mm-hmm. um, so I, I liked it just because it's it. you see a lot of when you do see a video. And again, there's not a ton of them out there all the time. New, you know, new videos yeah. all the time. And mm-hmm. so it's fun to see a video that you really can see something yeah. where it's not again camouflage behind the leaves or the trees or whatever so oh yeah for sure oh, here's your link i'm going to check on check out your canada bigfoot this is canada versus utah yeah. canada, canada versus utah. ontario versus so utah. you know they're talking about um on that one you know they've sorry <laughs> um they were comparing oh, it to like too. like the um like the paddy walk right so i you know and there's another thing i think we should ask people so, you know, the Patterson-Gimlin film is like the gold standard, right? Almost right. every Bigfoot researcher I know feels it's real. 
I, on the other hand, am not so sure about that. And I know a lot of other people, you know, there's lots of theories. They're saying, you know, it was somebody in a suit. And then, you know, Bigfoot researchers who are gung-ho on the patty say, but she has breasts. Why would they do that to throw people off? I mean, I don't know. I, what do you think about the Patterson film? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I've, I've, I mean, how many times has anybody seen it? Tons, right? It, it's everywhere. Yep. Anytime you yep. search Bigfoot, you're going to find the video. Oh, yeah. And I just, I don't know. It just doesn't see, but you, you see those that are like too good to be true. That's kind of right. what it feels like to me. Right. It's too good to be true. Like that's, it's too clear. It's too close. Because why with, again, all the video cameras that are out there in the world right now, we can't get anything even remotely close to something like that on uh-huh. a regular basis. Well, and here's the thing. So, you know, we're out in the woods all the time. And I, and I just think when you see things, it's hard to remember to do that. I mean, I'm just thinking if, if Bigfoot walked in front of me in the forest, which is I hope someday he will. You know what I mean? Because we should have been looking for him for a long time. But I, I think your mouth would drop open and you would never think to take a picture, even though I probably would have the phone in my hand, right? Because I do take a lot of the photos that we take as a research group with my phone. Because number one, my phone has a fabulous camera. Why bother with a big camera to take with because that can do the job. But if you're excited about it, it's hard to remember to do all these things, right? I think you would just sit there with your mouth hanging open personally. I think that's one of the reasons why people don't catch pictures and videos and stuff. But I also think that Bigfoot is uh, from another dimension. You know, I think he's multidimensional and I do think he can hide in plain sight. So sometimes I wonder if people try to take a picture of him and it just, doesn't show up like a ghost you know what I mean yep yeah I think how often how often do we get photos of spirits when we're when we're paranormal investigating almost never once in a while we come up with something pretty cool but it's not doesn't look like maybe what we saw like for example that guy that I saw that one time that I can just tell you exactly what he looked like because I'll never forget it you know but you might see some some kind of a I don't know you know, I don't know. It's it's weird. I'm not sure. Yeah. No, I agree that, I mean, I've always thought that Bigfoot is multidimensional and, or interdimensional. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, easy, easy, I guess, maybe for Bigfoot to come and go or mm-hmm. kind of blend in with the background or whatever, just not be seen, you know, just mm-hmm. be in this altered state. So, I'd, and I agree too with the whole, I'd, I'd probably tip over if I saw Bigfoot before yeah. I reach for my camera. So, right. um but it's just, yeah, the Patterson Gimlin film, I'm, I'll, I've always been a little suspect of it. Mm. But again, if it's real good for them, um, it, but it just seems like I don't, I don't I think just so. Remember, Heidi, do you remember when we were at, um, we were down in Kentucky and we were at CryptidCon and mm-hmm. Patter, Gimlin was there. He's the one that's still alive, right? And he, he runs around all these conferences now, so, yeah. you know, and, and people just almost worship him, right? They're like this, you know, they're like, you know, oh my gosh. And I remember walking up to another researcher that I know, he's been on our show, not going to name names, names. But I said, what, what do you think is so great about this guy? I don't understand. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, 
Okay, so he may have been, if it is a real video and it's really Bigfoot, he may have been there, but he's not, you know, he's not a god, for God's sakes. And that's what people think, you know, they're like, oh, you know, this is just, this is for sure. And I'm like, I don't think so. You know, I just, I don't know. I just have this feeling that it's a fake. And Patterson was a film guy, right? So he certainly could have made an outfit, you know? Well, I, I, yeah, I agree that that could have been completely fabricated and mm-hmm. who better to do it would be someone mm-hmm. that's in the film industry. But I do give him loads of credit and, and everybody that was involved with that for just getting uh, that drive out there to, yes. to search, right? Yes. You know, so he, you know, whether the video is real or not at this point, it doesn't even matter because it gets no. people enthusiastic or, exactly. look, you know, I, out looking. And so I, that I'm like, that's cool because yeah, that it gets more cool. people asking the questions about, is, you know, what's out there. Absolutely. You know, and on the other hand, I have heard, I've actually watched interviews with researchers who have known people that were very close to Patterson who talk about the fact that at the time there was a lot of Bigfoot activity. In fact, they were doing road construction or something in that part of California. And these Bigfoots were scaring the road construction people. And so supposedly they brought down a team from Canada. Okay, I don't know. This sounds really far-fetched to me. But I mean, she was The things she was saying on this video were very heartfelt, right? You know, and something had been seen. They had seen something. And she talked about how these sharpshooters came in from Canada and killed like a whole family of Bigfoot. And Patty Patty was the, a mama and they had killed her baby. And sh- they say that she was looking for her baby when they caught that film. True or not? I don't know. All I can say is the emotions that this woman was going through as she was talking about this were certainly convincing that something happened, something occurred. I don't know if it was that or... I mean, it's it's hard to know, right? We weren't there, but wow, it's amazing to hear all mm-hmm. these. Well, yeah, if someone is that emotional, something happened. Mm-hmm. You, you know, she, she had some kind of experience that really was traumatic. You yeah, know? and so very traumatic. Uh, but you know, it's it's sad to doubt, but also we have to doubt. We have to ask those questions because you just you can't take everything at face value. Mm-hmm. Everything's true. Everything, yeah. So you have to keep digging and investigate and see, you know, what is, what's out there? What can we prove? Yep. And that's what keeps it interesting. That's what keeps people going, you know, and I'm sure there's probably proof laying all over somewhere. It's some government site or or who knows where. Um, But until, you know, it's until everybody has their eye on it, it's hard to know. Yeah, it is true. And will people doubt? Okay. So we actually run into a Bigfoot out in the woods looking for, him or a dog man or something and maybe we actually have a picture that might be kind of good okay we'll know it's real but of course everybody else in the world is going to be doubters too right just like there so there's really no win-win except you can say for yourself well this is what i saw and this is what it was you know what i mean yep yeah it's like everybody just has to have their own personal experience just like anything Mm -hmm involving you know the unknown you know we're talking about paranormal we talk about whatever and there's a lot of people that are saying no way and Mm -hmm. it then maybe you just have to have your own experience so that you 
have your own understanding of it. Exactly. And that's that's it. I know. It's true. It's true. But I also, you know, like I, I always, when we talk to people and listen to their stories, they've seen something, right? Just like that woman in the video, they are very emotional. Something mm-hmm. happened, you know? Yep. Um, and and they feel this sense of relief that they were able to tell someone and they didn't tell them that they were crazy, you know? Um, yeah. So anyway. All right. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good videos, though. I mean, yeah. two videos back to back. I didn't yeah. see when yours was uh, it's fu- filmed. It's funny that we both found those at the same, you know, know. on the same, the same one. I'm looking on your. Oh, yeah. It was just in December. Yeah. So. Yep, really, really. Well, I don't know about the video, but the article was. So yeah. it's not, not old, it though. It's more like, you know, maybe fall or something. Or yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's cool. I like seeing this kind of stuff, and I like it when people aren't shooting at them. Yes. Because you know, yeah. that's not, I don't think that's okay. No. If they're not doing anything to anybody, then no. leave them alone. Well, and, you know, this is why down in, in the southern United States, they do have that attitude, right? They, they Wasn't there a show called Killing Bigfoot? You know, and they were out there with their guns and their dogs trying to track them and then they wanted to kill them. And they say that they're very, you know, they're very aggressive in the South compared to up here, up in the North, you know, because up here mm-hmm. we've never heard of like them being aggressive towards people here, but down, but I've never heard of anybody going after them with a gun up here either, you know, so... I don't know. And why would they do that? And they're not going to get them anyway because they're in, they're interdimensional. That's what I say. Although yeah. I have heard the stories about that one in northern Minnesota that somebody shot. You know, and true or not, well, we'll never know, I guess. You know, unless we see a body somewhere. You know. Have you, um, since we're talking about Bigfoot, have you seen, there's a show You've probably seen it. I think it's been on for a while. I don't know. Uh, Tim has watched. I haven't watched the whole thing, but uh, it's a series that is about Portlock, Alaska. Yes. Yes. Have you watched it? I've watched a couple episodes of that. Yes. Yeah. That's about all I've watched. But that they're um, they're talking about Nantanak, right? Is that how you say it? The Bigfoot? It's that town that like, was totally deserted, right? Yeah. That was Portlock, Alaska. But mm-hmm. uh, the Nantanak. Uh, I think is the their Bigfoot, yeah. And they they say that this was a really aggressive creature mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the town shut down. It is it's now yeah. gone because it is. Uh, they were chased out by the their Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be really dangerous and aggressive, you know, being. So you know, it's interesting to hear stories like that too, because there's so many yeah. stories that we do hear that they just want to hide. They don't want to be seen. They want to go yeah. away. They just want you to leave them alone or mm-hmm. whatever. And mm-hmm. then you hear certain stuff, you know, stories like this and, you know, they're just really aggressive. So I, know. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I watched the first couple episodes of that and then I haven't been able to find it since. I don't know when it's on on the travel channel. Um, but it's a good, it's, it's very intriguing, I think, you know, and they, so the premise of it is they really want to get back into this town and rebuild it because there was a cannery there, which is, it was just in a good location. And so the tribal elders gave them like 90 days or something to go down there and explore, but with all these big warnings, right? And so they take the camera crew down there and there's a few guys that go down there and 
they talk about it and then they experience some things going on and see, I only saw two episodes, so I don't know what happened after that, but yeah, it is pretty fascinating and, and, um, I got to watch it. I don't, I got to find it. <laughs> yeah. It's, things uh, we watched it. We watched it. Um, we streamed it cause we, uh, we don't have cable. Mm-hmm. So we just streamed it on the app. I think, I don't know if it was discovery plus or something, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was interesting, but you know, there's a lot of, it's like a ghost town now. There's a lot of just a few decrepit yeah. cab cabins and things like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I think it was a pretty, you know, good, you know, fishing place and cannery and stuff like that. So, you know, it was, it was a good place to live, but they were run out of, run out. Well, um, and a lot of people died, right? Yeah, I think so. They killed it or they were killed or something. Yeah. 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 So, So yeah. And just some of the things that I, I mean, there's mm -hmm. what, five or six guys that go in Mm -hmm. and these Mm -hmm. aren't, these are, you know, guys that have been out in the wilderness. They're, they know, it seems like they know their stuff and they were not. Uh, they were they're scared. scared. They're scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. It's one of the good Bigfoot shows. Um, it's intriguing. You know, I do have to catch it. There's just not a. You know, I just don't, I just can never. There's too much stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. I just I don't have a lot of time to hunker down and you know right. watch a full season of whatever Portlock, Alaska Bigfoot. Chasers or whatever it is, yeah. But I mean, it's it was interesting to watch a couple of episodes. I might try and tune mm-hmm. into it again now that I'm talking about it. But yeah, um, I forgot about yeah. it. So you said it. Yep, it's been a while since I saw it too. So yeah, good idea. Um, what was it called? Oh my, the oh the you know, show. Let me yeah. find it. I'll find it. Can you find it? Yeah, yep. I forget. Um, I don't even know that I knew what it was called. Like I said, I would just happen to be on it, you know, and you're channel surfing a little bit because you have a half an hour or something. So you're looking to see what to watch. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good one. I think it was on the Travel Channel, but I could be wrong. You know, I the think Travel so. Channel it has was, all those. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was on, because um, I watched it on Discovery Plus. Mm, okay. So. And that they probably have that on there anyway, you know. So Is yeah, it, that was good. Alaskan Killer Bigfoot. Oh, that is that what it is? I think that so. That's right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It premiered in December 2021. Mm-hmm. The show did. Oh, and, really? Uh, so it's a couple years old almost already. I think so. It, it talks. I'm just here's the overview. The series follows a team of five men as they allegedly explore Portlock, Alaska, an uninhabited town which natives were driven from over 70 years ago by a creature called Nantanak. Which I it is their name for Bigfoot, yes. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, so it's only it's about a year, a little over a year old that it yeah. came it uh, came out. But it's interesting enough to check out. It, Isn't it interesting how it? they call Sasquatch different names in different parts of the country? Just even here in America, you know, like yeah. down in you know down in Virginia, they call him the Wood Booger, and there's a statue of the Wood Booger. <laughs> You know, we went to see it when we went to the premiere of Cultured Bigfoot. But, um, and there's just all kinds of, you know, they call them Sasquatch up in the Pacific Northwest. And some people call them just plain old Bigfoot, you know, and then they call them this up in Alaska. You know, they have a lot of different names. Yetis are the white ones. Well, and what I was watching, Tim watches, he'll sit in his office and do things and have the TV on in the background. Mm-hmm. with like paranormal stuff. And so I, I popped in there for a second and sat down and he had a different show on about Sasquatch and they had a map of the world 
right? Mm-hmm. And all the different names, and then it would kind of zoom into whatever country it came from. Mm-hmm. And there's all these names for Bigfoot all over the world. And you have to go, are you serious? Like, yeah. how can this many countries, so many countries all over the planet? I mean, there was, there were, I don't even know how many names, probably over 100 names of the same kind of being. And, you know, it's the same thing like when you see all these pyramids all over the planet. It's like, how in the world? Because these aren't new discoveries. These are, you know, peoples from these countries have seen these beings for generations upon generations. So if they were never connected, however long ago, thousands mm-hmm. of years ago, these these groups of people were kept separate. You know, they stayed separate for the most part. Mm-hmm. How do they have the same beings that they would see? Right. Right. So you have to think there's got to be something to it. Oh, absolutely. And like, you know, like Jerry was saying, you know, they call him Gitchy Sabi. Gitchy Sabi here in, in the upper Midwest, it's the um, Ojibwa name for him. And the Ojibwa people have believed that he, well, he is one of their seven teachings, right? You know, he represents honesty. And what has been told to me by so many different elders, I can't even count. Same story told in different ways, but that he tells them, I am here for you. I am here to protect you. Don't try to find me. Eat what I eat, you know, but but don't come too close, right? I will be here for you. But he doesn't like destructions of the lands either, right? So it seems mm-hmm. like whenever there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings all in the same place, if there's been like wood clearing, like clearing of the trees, that's when they show up, right? Because they want to preserve the land. Because without all of the trees and all of the wildlands, it's not a good thing, you know? So, yeah. So, like I said, he's good here, you know? Definitely the the elders, you know, he's one of the seven teachings. It's lovely. It's lovely, their stories. Um, oh, goodness. We're 30 minutes past the hour, so we have to go to commercial break. Uh just hang on tight. We'll be back in two minutes. This is the Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. In order for the light to shine so brightly, the darkness must be present. Tune in every Monday at 10 o'clock for Dark Sunrising on the Para-X Radio Network. Heidi, have you listened to The Calling lately? Why, yes, Steph, I have. It's really good. Have you? Absolutely. It's what I would say is a wild and wooly affair. So does that mean it's a wild and wooly Wednesday show? (laughs) Well, I definitely think that that's true. So you know we listen, since The Calling is the sibling show to our show, The Gathering. Listen to The Calling Radio Show with Jerry and Kimberly Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, this is Marla Brooks from Stir in the Cauldron. Thursdays are a great night on the Para-X Radio Network. On the first and third Thursdays of the month at 8 p.m., it's Tango and Friends, hosted by Bruce Tango. And on the alternate Thursdays at 8 p.m., tune in to Stirring the Cauldron, the Archive podcast. Every week at 9 p.m. Eastern, join me on Stirring the Cauldron Live 
And then at 10 p.m., stick around for New Aeon Now with Lily Alley, Davron Michaels, and Christine Matza. Finally, to round out the night, join Dr. Kelly Renee Schutz on the Paranormal Encounters podcast. All this, every Thursday, right here on Para-X. tonight, which means all topics are up for uh, discussion. So anybody that's on listening, wherever you're listening and wants to tune into our Facebook page, or if you're in our chat room and you have a topic that you'd like to throw out there, put out on the metaphysical table, let us know. So far, we've been talking about Bigfoot, which has really mm-hmm. just consumed our whole first half of the show. Right. But we had some cool new videos, right, Steph? So mm-hmm. we had to get those out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're on our they're in our chat room. Um, I guess we could probably put them on our Facebook page too when we post yeah. the. Um, that's a good idea. Well, I'll do that when we post the um, the recording of tonight. Okay, I'll yeah, copy it. those so you have them. Yeah, because they're cool. They're yeah. different. I mean, they're new too, which I like. I like yeah. not looking at the same old videos in the Absolutely. Patterson Gimlin film. Like, let's look at something current, please. Absolutely. And maybe real. I love it. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. I don't know. No, it's good, and I think we should do that. You know, I never thought about that before, but I think maybe when we when we put the link to the show, we should put all our links in there that we've talked about because you know it's fun. People get to look at it then if they're listening to the podcast and want to have a look. You know. Yes. Um. So when I was looking for different things, something that caught my eye, and I don't know, maybe you have seen this before, but. This was just published, and they talk about this. Um, you know how we've talked about different triangles, and we talk about Area 51, and there's the Bermuda Triangle and the Alaskan Triangle, and oh, Great Lakes Triangle. Well, there's another one now, and it's up in um, in the in the eastern part of of the U.S. here, and it, they call it the um, Bridgewater Triangle. The what triangle? The Bridgewater Bridgewater. Triangle. Yeah. And they talk about this. What they say is. um, I have heard about it. They had a show on it. Uh, Oh, did they? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying it's a 200 square mile area and it's 30 miles south of Boston. um, And they're they're saying it's a creepy swath of land rife with paranormal activity hauntings believed to be a paranormal vortex. A paranormal vortex is a connection between the physical world we live in and a, the plane of existence that ghosts and demons inhabit. I mean, there's all kinds of stories. Here is the, I will put the link in the chat room about this one. Um, but it's it's pretty cool too, right? Um, apparently there's just about just about everything you can possibly imagine that happens in this triangle. <laughs> Just like in a lot of different places. So cool being stuff. But it's funny how every you know, things are often in these triangle shaped areas. What does it mean? Yeah, I um I've heard of it. I watched a show. Uh let's see if I can I don't know if I can find it. Um there's a ton of them, I guess. Now I'm yeah. looking, there's a ton. Yeah. Um but there was a Bridgewater Triangle show on I was we were streaming mm. that's a, you know it's hard when you're streaming because you get so lost in yeah 
the app ver- and then the, you know, mm-hmm. who was showing it, like whatever. Anyway, right. so I have no idea where we saw it. But there was, you probably, go- you know, Google, not Google. Um, yeah. When you go onto your, your apps and stuff and just type it in and see what you can find. But yeah, we did see a, an episode on the Bridgewater Triangle. It was interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're they, they talk about everything at this Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, yeah. From, you know, aliens to Bigfoot to ghosts and demons and mm-hmm. uh, portals and vortexes mm-hmm. and um, crime, you know, like things. Oh, I know. And then things disappearing, just, you know, people, things, whatever. So it's... Um, yeah, interesting and very unknown. It's kind of like the, how the Alaska Triangle just came mm-hmm. out, really became popular in the last few years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that it's one of those things that it's been there forever and yeah. people have known about it in that area forever. Yeah. And now it's just becoming one of those things that people want to know about. So we're, you know, they do a show about it and then all of a sudden it's becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and who knows, will it be another Bermuda Triangle? I doubt it. But I can't say that, I guess, for sure. Well, we don't know. We just we need some know. planes to fly overhead and disappear. I know. You know. Yeah. Well, and I think up there, that's so far up, you know, that unless you live in the vicinity, you'll never know, right? And it's so sparsely populated and up, up in Alaska, you know. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. But interesting stuff, you know. And, you know, it'd be fun to do a show, Heidi, for a show topic, we could talk about all the different triangles and what's seen in them. I know we've talked about a couple of them because we did that whole Great Lakes series and we talked about the the triangle that's up there. But there are just so many more out there. It might be kind of fun to do it a little would. research. We do that next month, maybe. We'll do a show yeah. on the interesting triangles of the mm-hmm. uh, United States. Yeah, maybe we can figure we'll out stick why, with our why they're always in triangle shapes, you know, three three points, you know. I don't know. Interesting. So Jerry has a uh, kind of a topic in the chat room. He's asking, um, do you agree with the belief in UFOs, aliens, and psychic powers growing because the belief in religion is dying? Good question. Hmm, Somebody asked him that question. question. It is a good question. I don't know if... I won't. I won't say because I don't know that mm-hmm. one is because of the other, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that people, because there's so much more out there that we mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. access to, you know, because right. of of the internet and travel and whatever, um, that people are more open minded, maybe, I to so. those kind of things. I think so, so it I believe I don't I won't say that one is because of the other because I mm-hmm. don't again I don't know and I wouldn't know how to quantify that anyway but I think people are much more open-minded at least to listen about it or listen to that mm-hmm. kind of stuff I think about um you know when I was growing up nobody talked about ghost spirits I mean if they did it was like whisper my friend but don't mm-hmm. tell anyone I didn't tell you this you know that kind of stuff at least you know, I mean, and some of it was acknowledged, like if it's your ancestors or whatever, okay, that's mm-hmm. different. But, right. you know, you know, and, and ghosts were, you know, spooky movies, spooky TV shows, and that was yeah. it. And then they, you know, the, the ghost hunting TV shows started coming around, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And then everybody's kind of starting to warm up to the idea or, you know, totally into it. Yeah. Right. So I think because our, our society has changed media has changed us you know we have access to so much now that people are getting a little bit more open-minded i think is what mm-hmm. i i would say um 
you know, it's just we're we're more open to Well, it. and I also think that people have had experiences, right? And before, like I said, like when we do our cryptid chats and people come up to us, some people talk in front of the entire group and some people will pull us to the side. Either way, they're so relieved to tell what they have seen, right? Because they feel comfortable and, and safe in doing so. And I just think so many people have been repressed, like you were saying, you know, you didn't talk about it. You know, you maybe whispered to your friends or your closest people. But and because all it's widely accepted now, people are just talking about it all the time, you know, and they're more open and receptive to all of these things that many of us have known forever. Right. Right. And that's what I was saying. You know, it's just it's becoming more accepted. So it's always been there. It's just it's been people didn't talk about it or yes. they'd get in trouble if they talked about it or people think they were weird for Crazy. talking about it. Oh, that's so, just yeah. So I get I think um, <laughs> it's definitely become something that people are much more willing mm-hmm. and open to explore. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know that one has to do with the other in regards to Jerry's question specifically. Right. Yeah, I don't know that either. And then he's also saying, we have all heard of the third eye, but recently he was asked about a third ear. Okay, I have never heard that before. Actually, you know what it is. So a third eye technically would be clairvoyance, Mm -hmm. which is clear viewing or clear seeing, Mm -hmm. which would be what you view through what a lot of people think is their their mind's eye, their third eye, uh, sixth chakra, whatever. But there's a counter, uh, <laughs> what do Third you call it? I would uh, be like. Um, it, it would, it's clear audience. Yeah. So clear audience is clear hearing or clear audio. Mm-hmm. And so it would be the same thing, but you can't say in your mind's ear because that sounds weird. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But you can hear something clear audiently. And so it would be that you hear it in your mind. Yeah, but it's not from you. Just like you're seeing through clairvoyance. Yeah, but it's not from your own eyes, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's what it would be. That's what I would say it is. Instead of yeah. a third ear, I think that's probably. You know, it's funny how a third eye doesn't sound weird, but third ear does. It's like, mm-hmm. what's the difference? Mm-hmm. But it's just because we don't. It's not what we call it. But I would say a third right. eye would be clairvoyance. You know, you have clear viewing, clear vision. Mm-hmm. That's outside of your normal senses or the average senses that we have and same with clear audience would be yeah. uh, clear hearing yeah or what they call mind speak you know you can mind speak with someone you know same so yeah that's a yeah good question good question he said it was the same people that asked him about the third eye you know um so yeah cool or just really good you know. questions jerry yeah i love it um, he's saying he can hear what he calls the dead voice better than living people. And that he figured that would be the third ear. Yep. I agree. I mean, yeah. it depends. Yeah. It could be from those who've passed on. It could be mm-hmm. from spirit guides. It could be whatever. Yeah. But the same. Yeah. Clear Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Good question. Good question. So, Jerry, if you want to type in what you think about that question about religion and all of these, uh, you know, religion dying because of all the beliefs in UFOs, ghosts, etc., that would be interesting to hear your side of the story, too. Um, and talking, I know we talked briefly about all the TV shows that came out, and then suddenly it's it's a hot topic. 
So on our sister show, our sibling show, The Calling Radio Show tomorrow night, they are talking about supernatural TV shows helping or hurting real investigators. That's a good question. So listen in tomorrow. You know, give them your opinion. That's on The Calling Radio Show. That is at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Para-X Radio Network. And that is tomorrow. Yes, because... I have my opinions about that. (laughs) Yep, me too. Me too. Me too. And, you know, the only thing that I will say about that is that what they show on those shows is really not what paranormal investigating is like, right? (laughs) Some parts of it, yes, but it's so Hollywoodized, I guess, you know, to make it more interesting and, you know, attract viewers. But yeah, I just, I think when people go on an actual investigation, because we have new investigators joining our group all the mm-hmm. time because we're an open group, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we've had, oh, what, 2,500, 2,600 people roll through our group right. over the years since we started in 2008. Granted, they're not all active currently. Yes. I mean, yes. that's, you know, but, you know, it, if when they do go on an investigation, it's kind of like, oh, and I try and tell them, I'm like, <laughs> it's not like you see on TV, right? you know, because they have their pick of the the coolest, craziest locations that nobody has access to no. or people do have access to, mm-hmm. but you have to pay to get there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also lots of equipment. They have a film crew, you know. Yes. They, I mean, for the most part, most of them do. They have people that film it. They all have people that drive them there. They'll, you know, have people that figure out all the stuff, you know, if you go to stay somewhere, mm-hmm. where to eat, you know, they have all that. When you're a paranormal group, it, like you're just oh, a regular old parent group. It's hard. It. It's hard. <laughs> it's a lot it of work. It costs a lot of money. It costs, it costs a lot know, of money. It, and it takes a lot of planning and it doesn't go like they show it on those TV shows. Right. Can I just say, you know, That's but usually it's exciting is like all the stuff happening. It's like, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. How do you guys get all that stuff to happen every single time? Because they might have one little piece, but then they show it right away in the show. Like, oh, this is what's happening right away. You know? <laughs> Which is um, fine, but it's just, there's so much. And it's like, okay, I've been to a lot of those places, or some of the places that some of those groups have gone to. And it's like, well, how did you get that much there? Well, they were there for a really long time. Don't you think they were there? For well, they're there. Yeah, they're usually there for days. Several days. Mm-hmm. But still, and, and then they can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you put it into a 45 minutes worth of show, plus all the, the chatter and the history and the interviewing people. Yes. And it feels like it's a really active, big deal. And then mm-hmm. you go somewhere and you sit there for eight hours and you have like a few things happen. and Two seconds on audio and you're excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jerry's answer to the question about UFO, alien, psychic and religion dying. Um, he's saying he think it has contributed. He thinks it has contributed to the decline. People are seeing something more exciting than the same old religion that politics has already messed with. Well, that could be true too. I can see that. Same. Um, Ceiling Cat is saying that we can listen to the Earth is a hope. Absolutely, I listen to Mama Earth every day. You know, and that's what we need to do. We need to protect her, and we need to. Okay, I'm not going to get in the spiel, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. We need to be good stewards. And right now, people are not good stewards of Mama Earth. 
So we need we need to figure it out right away. Yeah, there's a lot we could do better. We could mm-hmm. be better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So cool beans. Yeah. So anyway, so listen to the calling because it'll be interesting to see what everybody thinks about this whole paranormal shows. Have they helped or hurt? And I imagine that would mean the whole gamut of paranormal shows, not just paranormal investigators, but the Bigfoot shows, the the UFO shows, all of it. You know, I think it's um, I think it'll be a good topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. That'd be that'd be a good one. So definitely tune into that. And uh, I won't be able to I won't be able to listen. I have my tea ceremony tomorrow night. Oh, my rescheduled in bulk ceremony. Oh, you did reschedule it. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I was so I didn't have a voice. I couldn't do it. I said I can't. I can't uh, do it when I don't have well, no you voice. Have, yeah. You have to be able to talk. Right. <laughs> I do. Know? I have to be able to talk. So I had to reschedule it. So it's tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll listen to it. And he always puts it on if anybody wants to listen to it. It's usually on the next day on their website. So Right. You can listen to the podcast, the replay. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. You know, the other thing I was, I was when I was poking around the internet today and yesterday for the show was about all of the sightings of these creatures near Chicago O'Hare that sure sound a lot like you're the one you want to go look for that. Oh, uh, Mothman. Mothman. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. think of that word right now. Yeah. So here, I'm going to post this link, and this is to a specific story. Um, but there are several out there. If you just click on the whole newsletter, there's many more, all like within the last month or so, of people seeing these red-eyed winged creatures flying in Chicago. The one that I put the link out there is actually maybe a little more believable because it's a fireman. It's a Chicago fire person, you know, and it talks. When was this? Have I heard of this? I I don't know. This was just published on the 15th. So maybe. When is your, your link is not up. You put a Bridgewater triangle link up. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I got the wrong one. Okay. Working on it. I'm like, um, seriously, if you've got a Mothman, I've seen something about Mothman and O'Hare, but now I, I thought that was a long time ago. Um, well, there are several. Recent. So there are several at O'Hare. There are, so that if you go back to the, well, I'm going the to Chicago. Part, there's like five or six stories, all like in that same area of Chicago where people have recently been seeing these creatures with the red eye and skinny bodies and, you know, like wings. But apparently this O'Hare is crazy active with these um, sightings. And this fireman saw, he went out to his car to get something. And here I will, I will read, I will read what he says. So here we go. Quote, I was in the middle of my shift and as usual, I would bring my laptop with me. Um, He was setting it up and then he left his charging cord in the pickup. So I got up and ran outside to go grab it and head back in. As I got my cord, I heard what sounded like a chirping sound followed by what sounded like a shuffling coming from nearby. I looked around and that's when I heard clicking coming from across the street. I looked up and standing on the edge of the HVAC plant was a very tall, thin, human-like creature with huge rings that were spread out. Um, (laughs) This creature was looking directly at me with a pair of large red eyes that had the intensity of a pair of tail lights or one of the lights on the engine. It just stood there and looked at me and made this rapid 
clicking sound. I was in complete shock at what I was seeing and just how large this creature was and how enormous its wings were. They had to be close to 15 feet from tip to tip, and it had to be at least 7 feet in height. The body was thin. Its limbs were very thin and long. They looked like they would be unable to support such a tall body, but apparently looks can be deceiving from what I was looking at. We stared at each other for about six to seven seconds before this thing flapped its wings and silently took off to the air, and within seconds, it disappeared. I stood out there for at least a minute before coming to my senses and realizing I should go inside. And then it goes on to talk about how he went in and told some of his coworkers about that. And, you know, some of them chuckled, of course, but then some of them also fessed up that they had seen something to that effect next to this HVAC plant as well. So, I mean, what do you think about that? I think I need to go to Chicago. (laughs) And if you go back to the page, so if you just, you know, if you go, if you go to this news, if you click on the news portion, there's like a bunch of them and they're like recent, you know, there's, See, like this one says all in, all in uh, Chicago area. All in Chicago, yeah. Oh, See, here's one nice. in Evanston, Illinois. I'm I'm pretty sure that's pretty close to that. Um, here's one about multiple witnesses report camouflaged creatures straight from the movie Predator in Chicago. I mean, and then you know, there's oh, yeah, just a there's ton lots of, them. of them here. Yeah. So you know what I think is interesting too is he talked about the clicking. Yeah, And that, you know, with the wings and the description, it mm-hmm. kind of sounds like a bat. I know. Yeah. You know? And so you, you wonder, is is that how uh, Mothman, if Mothman exists, which I think it does, mm-hmm. is that how he communicates? The clicking. Yeah. You know, through the clicking, is that how he flies around? Or is that, like, he'll, clearly the big red eyes, glowing red eyes, like, you yeah. think that those would be useful. Or maybe it's infrared. Yeah. Who knows? You know, I you can know. see in the dark and... Not much during the day, or I don't know. I don't, um, I don't know how that works, but I got to get to Chicago and look for I mean, big for uh, pretty, Mothman. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know what I mean? And and though you know some of them, I mean, I did read a couple of the stories. This one was the most intriguing because he had details, right? And I was like, Bing, bang, boom. But some of them um, have also said that you know they they don't feel like he's there as a harbinger of something bad to happen. You know, like for example, Mm -hmm. when the 35W bridge went down, they say there were several Mothman sightings um, in the area right here in Minneapolis. And then of course Mm -hmm. we know the most famous was the silver bridge that went down over the Ohio river years ago. But so I don't know. And I mean, if, I guess we'll have to wait and see if anything bad happens down there. But I mean, we have heard about these sightings around O'Hare for a couple of years now, I think. That's right? what I was going to say. It's been a while. Yeah. But, you know, I think people are looking, because I've always said, what if it's saying, like, trying to warn people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's trying to warn exactly. people, like, hey, something bad's coming. Not yeah. trying to cause something bad. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Too. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I don't know, because I, yeah. I don't know no, I don't Mothman, know. right? I don't know. Right. But <laughs> why do they, why are they sighted and then something happens that's usually pretty tragic? Um, so is it because they're there or are they trying to warn and get people out of there? Cause a lot of people I think would run if they saw Moth- Mothman, they'd get out of there. Well, clearly this fireman didn't, but, um, you know, you think maybe they're invading certain places or being seen because it's trying to scare people away. Their tactic isn't working though. They need to try something different mm-hmm. or they're drawn to something negative 
coming. You know, maybe that's their energy. They're just drawn to it. It's not that they're causing it. Maybe they just are drawn to that energy. Right. I don't know. It's don't so know. interesting. I want to well, see Mothman. And the bright red eyes. I mean, we've yeah. always heard that with Mothman and the clicking sound. So Jerry just posted a video of this humongous bat, but I don't think that bat has 15-foot wingspan. They're pretty big. You know, bats are They're so huge. cute. I just love bats. That I bat's really not do. cute. No, I mean, the bat's fine, but that bat's not cute. Oh, he's That bat's cute. a size of a child, he's, a I large know. child. <laughs> But but again, he's not seven feet tall with the wingspan of fifteen. No, feet, but no, fabulous. But from a distance, a bat like that would. Could but I don't think it would have glowing red eyes either. Well, no. unless there was a some kind of light source from behind you, mm-hmm. aiming at the bat, mm-hmm. and then it caused the bat's eyes to change color. Do you know Heidi? Remember when we were down in um, Kentucky and we were. We were going to look for um, the goat man. Goat man at the public trestle. trestle, um, The public trestle monster. And we all were having dinner at, um, what's the name of that one that I really like with the grits? Anyway, that kid was telling us about things that he had seen. And don't you wonder, did he see something like this? Because he had seen some monster at a railroad crossing not far from there, remember? And With he the glowing red eyes. Detailed. Yes, with the glowing red eyes. I mean, yep. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he saw he a said, Mothman. Maybe that's yeah. what he saw. Yeah, yeah. So isn't this so down there too? You know, and that was... Because there was, there was a tragedy there mm-hmm. not long after we were there. Yes. Uh, that person got killed. Yep. Because no, they were lured to that... the top of the bridge, you know, yeah. and they got run over by the train, you know, or they fell. I can't remember if they fell to the death mm-hmm. or yeah. terrible. they were run over by the train, but yeah, crazy stuff. So I wonder if that's what he saw too. Interesting. I don't know. But he was so certain, remember, he was so, got so excited. He was freaked out. Yeah, yeah, he was freaked out. Yeah, that was cool. So Not cool that he was freaked out. It was no, cool that he had the story. No, no. Let's clarify. Was, yeah, I know. <laughs> Not happy he was freaked out. <laughs> You know, for sure. But yeah, so we've had lots of people tell us crazy things too like that. You know, I shouldn't say crazy because they're not crazy by any way stretch of the mat. They're out there because we have never seen it and who, you know, and I'm glad they feel comfortable telling us about this because it's fascinating. And I think we did go to that railroad crossing and have a look. But of course, we didn't see anything, you know. But Right. We had some interesting experiences there, though. You did. There were some interesting things that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we couldn't I, explain. I know, and I kind of think he had some experiences at the Polka Public Trestle too, but I I couldn't remember. I don't remember for sure. But right, you know what? I it's almost the music is playing. <laughs> yep, time to go wrapping it up. Oh my gosh! Well, this has been super fun. So wow, thanks everyone for listening, and you know, to any troops who are out there, please be safe, and thank you so much for your for your service. Yes, and everybody in the chat room, thank you for joining us and contributing to our Paranormal Smorgasbord tonight. And everybody out there, wherever you are listening to us, thanks for tuning in. We always enjoy having you with us around the metaphysical table here on the Para-X Radio Network. And uh, Para-X, thank you so much for hosting our show again. And Sarge, most amazing producer on the planet, thank you so much again for pulling this all together. Yes, absolutely. So we will see you next week with astrologer Triana Elon. Good night, everyone. Make it a great week. Thanks, everyone.